If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Repeat, the danger has been averted. There is no further cause for alarm. The official word has just come down from NASA and the New York police. The creature known as Galactus, who, speaking in several languages simultaneously, threatened to devour the entire world earlier today, has been defeated by our very own Fantastic Four. What began as a perfectly normal day here in New York City quickly turned disastrous when two giant aliens landed on the roof of the Baxter building and began terrorizing Midtown. I to admit that the Fantastic Four made quick work of that purple-suited lump. I think the four of them still might be more trouble than they're worth destroying property, running dangerous experiments, but today, they saved us all from the end of the world. Catch that giant alien on TV? That's some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. Thank God for the Fantastic Four. As always, these superstars came through. Let's play one for our heroes. If we had our backs up against it, I don't know what would have happened if the Fantastic Four hadn't come back. So the NYPD was coordinating with the Fantastic Four? Well, I don't know if I put it like that. We spent a lot of our time cleaning up after those folks. But yeah, this time they did it right by the city. Thank you. I'm Diane Conti, and that was NYPD spokesman Officer Decker speaking about the events that took place today here at the Baxter Building. After being thrown into chaos, the mood of the city is one of tentative relief. It seems that we're out of danger for now, but there is still a lot we don't know. The destruction here is significant, and it's unclear how many people may have been injured in this attack. Marvel and Stitcher present Marvels, based on the graphic novel by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. Episode 3, Truth and Consequences. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Where were you when Galactus attacked, Mr. Yurik? I listened to a bit of the interview you did with Phil. Oh, yeah. He wanted a copy of the tape for his own records. And to approve whatever you end up using. Yes. Don't take that the wrong way, Ms. Hardesty. He just has to be careful what he says publicly. We all do. I know. I was impressed, you know, by the interview. You'll make a great reporter someday. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Yurek. But 
I remember things from that day a little differently. A little differently? How? Well, the way the attack happened. Phil got that beat for beat. The fire sky, then the floating rocks, Galactics arriving, trouncing the Fantastic Four, assembling his machine. That's how it all happened. But Phil didn't stick around. After he left, the police swarmed in and word came down that Galactus was going to annihilate our planet. Not the best news to get, but I was a little distracted. Ma'am. Ma'am, are you all right? Oh, I'm fine, young man. Just felt a bit dizzy for a moment. You should really get out of here, ma'am. Call me Esther. Esther. I'm Ben. You sure you're all right? Yes, I simply... I got so entranced watching that awful contraption. Look, it's, it's wider than the building. Like some horrible spider hanging over all of us. Whatever could it be for? What did the police say to you? NASA, they... Spit it out, Ben. I've been through far worse. <sighs> Seems like T.S. Eliot may have been right after all. Ah! Now, come on, let, let, let's get you to a doctor. Oh, really, I'm fine. No, Esther, I insist. There's a hospital seven blocks from here. You think you can walk? Of course I can walk. But you, don't you want to see what happens? You've got news to report, after all. The biggest story of your life, you say. I've got to let the police do their thing. Give them the impression I'm not going to be a nuisance. Besides, hospitals are where all the action is in times like these. This city has been through a lot. Good times and bad times. Battles, wins, losses, you name it. And always, always we fought back. But this time, this time, I don't remember it like Phil described it. All that doom and gloom, cruelty and despair. Sure, there were bad actors. But I also saw the New York as you get any time there's a crisis. The ones that will help you come hell or high water. Stop in for a moment, then. I don't think that's a good idea, Esther. We need to get you help. Bring me back, then. Afterwards. You trying to guilt me into religion? Is it working? I'll have you know, I go to church once a week. Good boy. Yeah, we can come back after. I promise. <clears throat> People were doing what they could to try and make things better. You know, make things manageable. That's the New York I know. Here, uh, let me help you, sir. Thanks very much, kid. I'll hold the wood. You But me? I was starting to lose hope. I tried to comfort Esther as we walked, asking her to tell me about herself, 
and it seemed to distract her from the pain for a while. I mean, she was strong, you know, for an old woman. But then she started to go quiet, and I watched her grow paler while the city screeched to a halt around us. It felt like a death march. By the time we got to the ER, I was practically holding her up. Almost there, Esther. Don't sound so worried, young man. We got one blunt force drama to the head and one with broken ribs, both from car accidents. I can handle this one. Dr. Sadler, you're not on call. New York is under attack. We're all on call. Head over to 7th Avenue. I think there were more collisions over there. Wait here, Esther. Aaron! Dr. Sadler! Mr. Yurik, I do not have time to give you a statement for your paper. No, no, no. I need you to... Would you help my friend? What happened? A lamppost fell on her earlier, and her torso's been hurting her. This way, ma'am. I'll take care of her. Esther? Get out of here, Ben. You go get your story. I'll be back to check on you later. I'm sorry about Esther. Yeah, me too. I was able to see her before she went. She wasn't conscious, but we got a rabbi in and I stayed. She didn't die long. All the bullshit she's been through, the Great War, the Holocaust. I looked her up after to find her family. Did you know she came over here from Poland in 1940? Just in the nick of time. All of that and the collapsed lung is what brought her down. I know how you feel. Um, did you see a lot more injuries like that that day? Yeah, yeah. The walk back to the Baxter building was... Well, the dust had settled. There wasn't any more reports from the government about what was going on and people... People were starting to panic. They stopped waiting, started getting out, just trying to save themselves. I stayed out of it as much as I could. There were too many potential stories to report, too many people reacting in different ways, but I thought the big story was back at the Baxter building. It looked for a moment like, like it really was all going to end then and there. The machine he was building stopped assembling itself and Galactus looked triumphant. And that's when the Fantastic Four stepped back in? That's when they showed up again. The thing went for the machine just as it was turning on and then the other three arrived and they all put on a pretty good show of fighting until the invisible girl put them in one of her force fields. Okay. Then the Silver Surfer flew in, fighting the guy that was supposed to be his boss, which was a bit of sloppy storytelling from Reed if you ask me. Mr. Yurik? Sorry kid. 
I know you still want to believe it all really happened. I don't want to believe anything. I just want to hear the truth. You're breezing through one of the biggest battles New York has ever seen. Describing it is like trying to explain an optical illusion. Here's the truth. It was a spectacle. These two alien creatures fighting each other while New York's greatest heroes just stood by. They didn't stand by. They stopped him. They held something up. Showed Galactus a tiny gizmo of some sort and Galactus vanished. They didn't beat him. They didn't have to. Because the whole thing was a hoax. That's right. By the time I got into the office the next day, our fearless leader, J. Jonah Jameson, had already worked out a pretty good theory. And you just took him at face value? I don't take anything at face value. Not even the end of the world. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're just like Phil. You were both so reluctant to even entertain the idea. Jonah, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the underhanded press play the FF made yesterday. None of it was real. Galactus wasn't real. What? Phil. No, I'm sorry, Ben. Do you actually believe this? Well, let him explain. NASA confirmed that both the fire and the rocks were completely harmless illusions, which seems like a lot of trouble to go through for an alien that wanted to devour the entire world. If he really could consume planets, I think a couple of illusions would be pretty manageable. But what kind of all-powerful being calls himself Galactus and wears a big purple G on his chest? It's preposterous. If anyone would be that heavy-handed with the god imagery, it'd be Reed Richards. Wait just a minute. You think the Fantastic Four did this? I think the whole thing stinks to high heaven. Maybe it was a four-way conspiracy. Maybe it was just Mr. Fantastic himself. But what it all comes down to is good press. The FF's reputation needs a little goosing after the whole Yancey Street business. Johnny's a kid, so he pulls some pranks. And they're always needing more permits for the work they do in that big old Baxter building of theirs. Especially with the new restrictions that Senator Byrd wants to put on Richard's experiments. If they save the world from total destruction, that's some brownie points with the government. You have to admit, Phil, it's a pretty compelling hunch. Ben, you really think the FF would stage something like this? You weren't there for most of it. It was... odd. Midtown was a mess. Yeah, the rest of the city too, even Long Island. But once he defeated the Fantastic Four the first time, Galactus didn't hurt anyone. The streets around the Baxter building were bloody, but not by Galactus's hands. No, the only people that got hurt were the folks in the rest of the city. Pile-ups on the bridges, looting crowds, trampling each other. The Fantastic Four caused a mass panic, and the people of New York deserve justice. I did see people hurt in all the commotion. Damaged property and more than a few crashed cars. Exactly. Look, I'm not interested in anything that isn't true. But there's something weird about this whole to-do, and I want you two to find out what's what. And you did. Why are you doing this, Marsha? Why torture yourself? I'm not torturing myself. How many people have you interviewed at this point? Fifty? A hundred? How many times have you made yourself relive that day? There are still things about that day that don't make sense. There are always things about every story that don't make sense. Pieces that don't quite click together. But you have to follow the evidence. And we found piles of evidence. We proved it. What if the evidence is wrong? Marsha. Or, or... What if there's a piece of evidence that you missed? 
Uh, what am I looking at? That's a photo that Mr. Sheldon took four days after the attack. Okay. Uh, what's so special about a firehouse? Look, up there in the corner on the roof. Is that? The Silver Surfer. Well, that is interesting. Isn't it? If he was just an illusion like everything else, why is he hanging around Manhattan four days after the attack? Well, we always thought he must be some kind of android, but if there's a Reed Richards experiment running loose through the city... Wait, has Phil had this photo the whole time? Yeah, but he never noticed the surfer before. When I pointed it out, he said it was just a trick of the light. Hmm. It is not just a trick of the light. But this still doesn't prove... Marsha, even if you do find the surfer and there's more to this story than we thought, it's not going to bring them back. Not Esther. Not... Thank you for your time, Mr. Yurek. Marsha. I'll let you know if I have any follow-up questions. <sighs> right. You know, sometimes I chase stories for a really long time, bury myself completely in them. And then there's nothing at the end of that road. It's always frustrating as hell. But it happens to everyone. There is something at the end of this road, Mr. Yurik. And you can help me find it or not. Here. What is this? It's the Reed Richards interview. I thought... I thought you weren't supposed to release this. We're not. We promised Reed that we'd never... Give the public the unedited confession. He didn't want his family to hear it. So you can't go using it in your documentary, but I think you should listen to it. Why? I know you've had a hard time believing that Reed did what he did. A lot of people have. Even if the FF aren't the most popular people at the moment. I know. Charlie still won't take my calls. Yeah, well, for a kid genius, she can have a hard time accepting the facts that are right in front of her. Reed Richards isn't the villain of this story, Mr. Yurik. Then who is? Hmm? Us? Charlie Martinez, Mutants for Peace, Senator Byrd? Who are you looking to blame, Marsha? It's not about the blame. That's exactly what it's about. You and Phil both. <laughs> you don't like how things turned out, so... Don't like how things turned out? This isn't about some newspaper story, Mr. Yurik. People died. People are still suffering. The Fantastic Four, Charlie, she was under house arrest because of her involvement in this, and she's just a kid. I know, I know. I'm not... I know things have been hard. For you, for all of us. But just because we don't like the consequences doesn't mean we can ignore the truth. That tape in your hands is the truth. That right there is the end of the road. Do you mind if I hold on to this photo? I've already made copies. You hanging onto it isn't going to keep me from digging. Yeah, kid, I know. Right. Thanks, Mr. Yurik. Just tell us the truth, Reed. Tell us if Galactus was real. There are real dangers out there. Some of them much closer to home than we realize. But I am not one of them. I never meant for anyone to get hurt. I just wanted to protect my family. 
to make them feel like they belonged, like they had purpose, a place in this world. Reed, surely there was a better way. You of all people could have found a better way. Like I said, even I have my limits. But I am not one of them. I never meant for anyone to get hurt. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I, Peter. I'm sorry, I was just coming in to develop some film, and then I saw you, and I was going to go, but uh, the door... It, it's fine. <laughs> you just surprised me, is all. What are you listening to? Ben Urich gave me a copy of the Reed Richards interview. Seriously? Wow, that's... Yeah. <laughs> what? What is it? I don't know. It's... Well, it's what they said it was. Mm-hmm. He confesses. But there's... Something. There's something about it that's bothering me. Ben left the recorder behind before realizing he forgot it, so there's there's a minute or so where it's still going, and I think... I don't know. It sounds like Dr. Richards is talking to someone, but it's too quiet for me to hear, even at full volume. Hmm. And you think whatever he's saying might... What? Prove that he's innocent, after all? Bring it to that smart gal that you know in the Bronx. Charlie? Yeah. Maybe she can raise the volume or something? Hmm, maybe. Marsha, why are you doing this documentary at all? I mean, there are easier ways to get college credit. I just want to tell the truth about that day. I want people to know. It has to mean more. I know that Reed Richards wanted to show how heroic his family is, but that can't be all it is. People died. Hey, People have died for a lot less. And people are going to keep dying. With all the new restrictions that Bird has put on the Fantastic Four, it's just a matter of time before something worse comes along and they can't do anything about it. There are other heroes, you know. I know, but... Come on, Peter. You agree with me. I know you do. You were right there with me when the riot started, when we interviewed Johnny Storm, and you never believed the hoax story either. I don't think that the Fantastic Four would do something like this for just a little good publicity, but... Reed is a man of his word. What What about this? Huh? After the confession, Dr. Richards told everyone that his android had been decommissioned. So why is the Silver Surfer hanging out on rooftops days after the attack? Mr. Shelton took this? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem to care. What did Ben say? Mr. York didn't say anything. He did ask to keep a copy, though. So, I don't know what he's thinking. Hello? Phil, how are you? It's York. Oh, hi, Ben. I'm fine, thanks. Listen, Marsha Hardesty just left. She roped you into her school project, huh? Well, after I listened to your interview... I only lent those tapes to you so you could verify I got everything right. Well, I think you remember New Yorkers a little more cynically than I do. The world really has turned upside down, hasn't it? But Phil, you still have the sharpest eye in the business. You need to trust yourself. Uh, That hasn't turned out so well these past few months. You were right, I put my faith in the wrong people. You should have always been putting faith in what you saw, not the Marvels. It's one and the same, Ben. When are you going to get that? I looked up and thought the people in the sky were better than us. But it's a trick of the eye of perspective. They're as dirty as the rest of us on the ground. What about the photo of the Silver Surfer? Is that just a trick of the eye? 
Or she showed you? Of course she showed me. She thinks it's the smoking gun that disproves our whole story. She's wrong. That's not the point right now. The point is, why didn't you tell me? Uh, I didn't notice. You didn't notice? That you shot a photo of the Silver Surfer taking in the Manhattan sights? I told you, my eye isn't what it used to be. You've gotten spooked. Stop trusting your gut. That's what it is. I, I, I get it. I mean, I've been there. But I need you to snap out of it, Sheldon. Okay? We haven't reached the end of the road yet. How does one blurry photo discount the piles of evidence we found that none of it was real? How does it discount Reed Richards himself admitting that he'd orchestrated the entire hoax? Look, you don't have to convince me to be skeptical, okay? It's, I mean, it's easy to chalk this up to an inconsistency. The one imperfect jigsaw piece that never fits into the puzzle. But once there's more than one imperfect piece. What are you talking about? It's one photo. After Marsha pointed it out, I pulled out all my film rolls from that week, went through them with a fine-tooth comb. There's nothing else. Maybe not from your photos. What do you mean? I've been getting messages. What? Someone's been messing with my radio, my office phone. At first, I thought it was just a, a glitch or, or a prank. Messages? What are they saying? They're saying he's coming back that Galactus is coming back to finish the job. Marvel and Stitcher present Marvels, written by Lauren Shippen. Starring Cliff Method Man Smith as Ben Urich. Anna Sophia Robb as Marsha Hardesty, Ethan Peck as Reed Richards, and Seth Barish as Phil Sheldon. Directed by Paul Bay. Produced by Jennifer Minnell, Harry Goh, and T-Square. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Misha Stanton. Our theme music is by Evan Cunningham. Featuring Al Thompson, Alan Enloe, Andrea Such, David Carl, Ehad Barisha, Eric Franzen, Jake Hart, Jonathan Wagner, Josh Lissauer, Kyle Berry, Linda Jones, Louisa Krauss, Michael Mulherin, Ray Iannicelli, Ryan Andes, Satomi Hoffman, Suzanne Torin, and Teo Rap Olson. For more information, visit marvelspodcast.com. <laughs>